Hey all you creatures of the night. Time for another episode of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. My buddy Scott West is back, and he's here, of course, to discuss two more issues of The Tomb of Dracula. We have a lot of fun with this one as we introduce a new segment to the show, The Insults of Dracula, <laughs> where he and I are going to talk about some of uh, uh, the, the Count's uh, best insults here and kind of do a recap of you know, all the issues so far where he's had some uh, insults and uh, we have a really good time with it. You know, we're going to introduce that to the show this week. And then, you know, going forward, maybe every second or third episode we'll do that. But we also have two really strong issues here to talk about. You know, one is a little quirky, a little crazy. And then the other one is uh, straight up just uh, gold uh, by Marv and Gene and Tom Palmer. So get ready for those after the break. complete a skeleton. A skeleton that glows in the dark. If you win, the curse of the vampire is yours. Mm-hmm. In the game, you get a set of Barnabas fangs. Milton Bradley makes the best games in the world. And the Barnabas Cullens game is the scariest. So get it. Welcome back to another episode of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And I am here with my Tomb of Dracula co-host, Mr. Scott West. How are you, Scott? I'm doing all right. It's good to talk to you again. Been a while, a couple months. Yeah, we've had a little bit of a break here. There wasn't a break in the episodes coming out because I try to be really far ahead with recording. But uh, yeah, you know, peek behind the curtain. We uh, we haven't talked in a couple months here, and uh, <laughs> it's nice to uh, get back uh, get back on the bike here, right? It is. It's cool to get back into the tomb. Yeah, and we're gonna be finishing up. You know, you know, you and I both have these uh, trades that came out a few years ago, and mm-hmm. we're gonna be finishing up volume one of this trade with uh, Tomb of Dracula eleven and twelve, and. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's been a roller coaster, but it's there's definitely been some ups and downs because of all the different creative hands over the first seven issues that were in there. But, you know, we got uh, Marv here writing and, you know, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's starting to get on a roll here, right? Yeah, it's getting pretty stable as far as plot and uh, the way that characters are being treated. And uh, it's been really fun. It's it's interesting to see how the comic progressed from the first few issues where I, I felt like maybe they weren't sure what direction they were going to take it in. But yeah, once Marv gets hold of it, it starts going in some wild uh, directions. Mm-hmm. And I am really looking forward to those directions. And, you know, <laughs> he, he, he does uh, weave some uh, really good plot and some subplots in here as well that, that go on for issues and issues on end. And I, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, most of them get you know, fairly, uh, a fairly good resolve, uh, end to them. So, uh, good on him. Right. Yeah. I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, a little bit of a new twist to uh, our uh, recordings here. When we record Tomb of Dracula every so often, we are going to uh, have a, a new segment. And uh, we're going to jump into that right now called The Insults of Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> So that is, you know, one of our favorite parts uh, of uh, these issues is going over how he insulting he is to everyone pretty much around him, right? Yeah, he's got the most arrogant attitude, and it's pretty <laughs> glorious. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So what I did was I just basically took, you know, up until this point, we've recorded about 10 issues worth, uh, one through 10. So I have them all, uh, you know, uh, written down here, and uh, we're just going to... Uh, uh, kind of go over them here there it, it's a pretty long list but oh boy is it a fun list so <laughs> <laughs> i will start out by saying you know number one his favorite insult is to call someone a fool or fools if it's a group of people he did that 26 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh, one led the way that, yeah. that one led the way by a long shot <laughs> that doesn't surprise me <laughs> yeah and then mindless fool he calls uh, he used that twice and then uh he again in the fool category here just foolish old man he called a harker a foolish old man and uh, apparently he called the planet earth a foolish globe uh, as Jeez. well <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much covers everybody <laughs> yeah he's he's the entire earth is just nothing but a bunch of fools and uh, on the earth and then you know the earth itself is just a foolish globe to him <laughs> And then another one of my favorites is uh, Dolt or Witless Dolt. He uh, mm. he likes that one, too. He's That's called that a, a couple. Of, yeah, he's used that one a couple of times. And then I can't remember this one. He called someone an idiot. So that's always a good insult. Too. Yes. <laughs> Probably Clifton. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And then uh, I he did use the word. I found this one interesting. Uh, the uh, the term fiend. Uh, he called uh, other vampires fiends. And I'm thinking this is when uh, one of our more recent issues, when we had the uh, bar scene where there was a young lady there and there was that uh, goofy drunk called Corker. Oh, right. Yeah. And he, he, he changed them into vampires. Yeah. And uh, he called them uh, fiends. And uh, that was that was interesting. Fiends. And then. Oh, and you know what? Also, too, when he was inside that black mirror. Mm -hmm. uh, that Black Mirror universe where there are all those like demons and stuff like that. He called them foul fiends. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. And then either same issue or the next issue when he was still because that was like a three issue long storyline there yeah. with that Black Mirror, which was, you know, there were some uh, not so uh, fun points about that. Or, or I guess maybe some uh, hiccups with the writing there. But that was a, a fun uh, little romp there those three issues you and i, I think both like the, the black mirror mm -hmm. you know in theory with what it does and he yeah. had called some of those demons a uh, crawling monstrosities <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one uh -huh. and then claude that's another good insult he, i probably clifton again <laughs> calling him a claude yeah yeah <laughs> and then lackey that's another probably clifton one and then mm -hmm. he called uh, some other people a group of people mindless lackeys as well mindless, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah not only are you a lackey you're a mindless lackey that's like a <laughs> double insult that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> and then this is a good one that he uses many many times going forward uh he calls uh rachel's uh buddy taj the silent oaf <laughs> <laughs> yeah so not only making fun of his uh, handicap of not being able to speak uh basically saying he's uh, stupid and dumb too let's call yeah. him a silent oaf another double double <laughs> slam there 
And then we, weaklings as well. He calls people weaklings. I feel mm-hmm. like that's what he'll use on the regular. He only used it twice so far in the first 10 issues, but you know, weaklings twice. And again, he kind of has a bit of a, you know, he's almost uh, okay saying that one because, you know, he is like much stronger and tougher than just about everybody else. So calling them weaklings, yeah, it's a slam, but he is coming from a position of being much stronger, right? That's true. It's not a, uh, it's not a brag if you can do it. <laughs> yeah, right. And then he does, I think this next one's great too. He calls someone a little mouse of a man. <laughs> I think if I'm remembering correctly, that might be one of the earlier issues where they were in some kind of like a basement of a hotel when he and Clifton were getting a coffin full of gold, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, the, uh, the night Porter or something the there. Night he Porter, made, yeah. That might be where a little mouse of a man came from. That sounds right. I think you're yeah. correct. Because I did start at issue one, and that's kind of how the list goes. So as the list goes on, if it mm-hmm. wasn't like a, a multiple... It's kind of in that order. So I'm thinking that's where that might be. And then, oh, here's a good one, too. He always uh, he loves calling uh, villagers peasants. I love how yeah. he, uh, <laughs> he's used that one twice so far. Right. Well, he is he is a count. So, yeah, yeah he is a, a part of the aristocracy there. So yes. people like me would be. Yeah, we would be a peasant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then here's a good one, too. And this one is definitely that night porter. He calls him a greedy little man because ah. I think some of the gold kind of like falls out through either a mm-hmm. hole in one of the bags or something and right. tries to grab it and he calls him <laughs> you greedy little man <laughs> and uh, this next one is one of my favorites and i know we laughed about this one a lot he calls it an old guy a dry veined old gnat yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's getting really creative there <laughs> yeah that is a great insult and but i'm you know i'm at the point in life where somebody's got to be like really, really old for me to use that. Like 20 years ago, I could have used that one. Maybe right. but I feel like when you're, when you're, you know, when you're heading towards, you know, being half a century old, calling somebody else a dry vein old Nat, that's not really going to work. Like, I feel like a high school kid could call me that and it would be appropriate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then here's one of my favorite things. Uh, uh, he says something along these lines a couple of times, I think going forward too. It's almost not a, a slam. Uh, he calls a uh, Harker, I think, and his uh, merry band of uh, people, uh, uh, vampire hunters, damnable clever. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> and I think he might have used this one on Clifton. He calls someone a whimpering child. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then, yeah, that's got to be a Clifton slam. And then at some point, uh, he's had to deal with, you know, most of the time, if he bites a, a woman, uh, and the villagers come running, he just turns mm-hmm. into mist or a bat and flies off. And sometimes yeah. he'll throw an insult or sometimes he just leaves. Usually he just leaves up until this point. But at some point, a bunch of villagers came after him and he called them animals. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then here's another one. I, I know this is from uh, one of those scenes as well with the uh, villagers. He called them sheep, which, yeah. you know, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's that's become a uh, quite a. Uh, quite a good term uh, an off news term in the the years yeah. we're living in right now yeah it's, yes <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> yeah. pretty appropriate for 20 he's ahead of the curve on that one <laughs> yeah and then uh again with uh, uh the groups of people mindless worm and mindless worms <laughs> yeah wow that's jeez yeah he gets pretty nasty with some of these and then he did call uh 
Frank Drake, his poor descendant. And I don't know if yeah. he's poor as in he doesn't have any money or just he's like a sad kind of person, poor descendant. Right. <laughs> and then enough babbling. And I, that sounds like another Clifton one there. Yeah. <laughs> and this this one is definitely Clifton, a cowardly presence. That's a Clifton oh, right yeah. there. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this was something where there were two uh, people that were having, uh, you know, a nice uh, moment, loving moment. And he said it was nauseatingly touching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a sentimental guy. <laughs> no, not at all. And oh, here's a good one, too, where this was the issue. I know it. I can see it in my head where. He uh, it was one of the most recent ones we talked about, maybe nine or ten, where uh, the biker I think it was nine where he got beat mm -hmm. up by the biker gang and he ended mm -hmm. up getting chucked into the maybe the river, the, the Thames or something like that. Yeah. Or I don't know where it was. And he floated for a while and looked like he was dead and got pulled out. And they took him to a church because I think the town doctor was getting drunk. So they yeah. took him, <laughs> took him to the to the church in the little pool. Yeah, we had a good time with that yeah. too. <laughs> right. And he woke up and called the church a hellish place and cursed temple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, did not like being in there. And then uh, he got befriended by a guy. I think was his name Dave in Little Pool, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, Dave is sticking in my head, and Dave took him home to hang out with his family. Great idea, Dave. Uh, right. <laughs> and his mother made some chowder, and he called it a foul-tasting brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, great, great guy so there. Ungrateful. Yeah. Yeah. Come on over to my house and hang out and get better, because you were, you know, beat to a pulp and drowned, and right. that's what you call his mother's chowder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh. And then this, I know for sure, was issue 10 um, with Blade, where it was the ship full of people that were partying. It was almost like Studio 54, but on yeah. a ship. Yeah. And he called a bunch of the people there, the guys there, effeminate fops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another, that's another good one. And then he, I think he called just in general, the women that were there, or maybe just the women of the to the, that, that day's society, uh, mm -hmm. mindless females. Oh, God. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. mindless. Uh -huh. And then here's another Clifton slam. He called him an incompetent idiot. <laughs> Which, he's not lying there. I mean, it's I was going to say, he's not really wrong, but... <laughs> it's accurate. You know, it's one of those maybe. things like you shouldn't say, but they are true. Right. Maybe if he would have encouraged Clifton a little more instead of insulting him. <laughs> yeah. An encouraging hand instead of a harsh word, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but and then uh, we had Blade enter the scene in our last recording and he called Blade a braggart twice um, <laughs> and a pup once, <laughs> which really pissed off Blade. And I think that was the point where Blade kicked him in the balls, too, when he said yeah. all those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was fantastic. And then yeah. I just threw this one in here for kicks because I loved it. Uh, when they were on that boat before Blade made his grand entrance, one of the passengers tried to get all tough with Dracula and pulled a gun on him and started shooting him. And Dracula called the gun a toy. I just yeah. liked that. That was <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I, I like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's, that's great. That is a 
fantastic list, and I can't imagine the list is next time will be even better. So that's the plan. We're going to just, you know, insert this segment in every few recordings and uh, roll over. Uh, I'll keep track of them. And if he uh, mounts a, a huge number within like three or four issues, we'll just yeah. jump right in with this again. If not, I'll wait for a few recordings down the road and we'll jump in again. But yeah, that's the, uh, the, the insults of Dracula. What a list, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely just going to get bigger. That's only 10 issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 26 times to use the word fool or fools in 10 issues is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I can't definitely. wait to see what, what lies in store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely his favorite insult is fool or fools. And uh, yeah, fantastic. I love it. So, all right, well, that's going to uh, uh, wrap up that little segment there. And you and I are going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we will jump right into the issues, right? All right. Sounds good. Hi, I'm Jeff Owens. And I'm Richard Chamberlain. And we want you to join our club, the Classic Horrors Club. Every month, Richard and I host the Classic Horrors Club podcast, where we talk about our favorite subject, horror movies. Some of them are classics. We all go a little mad sometimes. And some definitely aren't. What you see is real. What's done is done, and what I've done is right. It's the work of science. But we love them all the same. We also have special theme months where we highlight the legendary stars. And we head to the drive-ins of the past every summer for exciting double and triple features. Hi, I'm Chili Dilly, the personality pickle. And we even have occasional guests. My obsession, and it is truly an obsession, I suppose, of Frankenstein the True Story dates back to when it first aired in two parts on NBC in 1973. So join the fun and listen to the Classic Horrors Club podcast today. Hosted by SoundCloud, we're available wherever fine podcasts are found. And for even more fun, check out the video companion on our YouTube channel. And remember, we sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Okay, we are back and we are ready to dive into Tomb of Dracula 11. And this one is uh, cover dated August 1973. And so cover wise here nobody really knows a hundred percent who did the pencils on this cover uh, uh grand comics database and like the marvel wiki they both say frank brunner but then there's a bit of a question mark and mm. tom palmer inks but maybe some people think tom palmer might may have done the cover uh, oh. you know all by himself because i guess at some point there is a, a name on the sign, so if you look at this cover, we have the bikers returning oh, uh, yeah. from two issues ago. And on the little sign there, behind the one biker, you can see there's like some writing there. Yeah. And some, yeah, some people are theorizing then that something says, you know, uh, making him expect it's Tom Palmer. It almost says Tom. So, yeah, not sure, yeah. but you know, it, it's a good cover. What do you think of this one? Yeah, that's kind of vague. I didn't notice that. It does look like it says Tom. I could also see a little Bruner in there, possibly. Um, mm -hmm. I like it. It's cool. It's not my favorite, but I I dig it. I'm always a I'm a fan of bikers. You know, I like when bikers show mm -hmm. up. So um, <laughs> yeah, Dracula's <laughs> kind of like half mist, half uh, Dracula descending out of the sky, going for. Um, the uh, the lead biker who is intent on his driving, but his female passenger behind him is looking over her shoulder and sees Dracula and has a look of horror on her face. 
it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, it's a really good one. You know, there's some detail in the roadway and the bikes, the the, the figures, and there's like a lamp post kind of uh, lighting the scene up there, mm-hmm. and <laughs> a, a yeah. little bit of di- a little bit of dialogue here. So the main biker, which I think his name is, uh, is his name Faust or Brand? I'm not sure. Those are the two main characters in this one, but the main biker here, he says, "Don't let this place give you the creeps, baby." I tell you, there's no such thing as vampires. And he's got this <laughs> grin on his face as he's flying down the road here. And she's like, uh, dude, there's a vampire yeah. ready to like grab me. <laughs> and even the bikers in the back, they're pointing yeah. like, oh, oh, crap. Here he is. No one woman's yep. mouth is agape. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good cover. And there's a little, uh, you know, cover blurb here. The master of the undead strikes again. And yeah, like you said, it's really, really cool. Dracula looks cool being half missed, half. You know, mm-hmm. uh, fully formed there. Really, really yeah. cool, right? Yeah, I like it. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, the it's colors good stuff. really pop too. I like the the use of the reds and everything. Looks yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah, two thumbs up here. So, all right. Well, let's see here. We got the uh, script inside by uh, marvelous Marv Wolfman and pencils Gene Colan, and then inks on this one is Jack Abel. Uh, mm-hmm. Colors Petra Goldberg and letters Tom Orzakowski. And uh, there's just a little one one liner here. Uh, on the Grand Comics database, it says Faust uses voodoo dolls against his enemies as Dracula pursues Faust's enforcer, Brand, whom he last kills and transforms into a vampire. So, yeah, so let's just jump right into this one here. So the splash page here, you know, um, Dracula to me looks okay, but it's kind of, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, it does, it's definitely not very Gene Colan looking to me because Abel is yeah. a bit of a heavy anchor, right? Yeah, I agree. Not my favorite art in this issue it's not bad and there's actually some really cool panels but yeah as far as this splash page goes it's i don't know it's strange it it, mm-hmm. it also it looks um like i don't <laughs> the location seems strange it, it the way they've drawn it it looks like a, a tropical place or something i don't know it Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite splash page so far. <clears throat> yeah, no, not at all. Like I said, Dracula looks okay, but yeah, like the location. Last I knew, they were in uh, uh, England somewhere, and this looks like you know Brazil or you know yeah. Asia, Southeast Asia or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really really weird, and you know, there's a lot of uh, Marv's uh, you know throwing out a few uh, boxes here to let us know how you know Dracula's feeling at the moment because we need to know all about his feelings and <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I do like how on the next page though there's a really good panel at the top there where it shows him with his like arms out like he's you know pontificating and he says at last beyond this village lies my mortuary and yeah. only moments remain before the sun is high and I must be within my coffin and then I'm thinking to myself what do you mean your mortuary but yeah. he you know we will we will find out that you know since he is very long lived even at this point he does have his minions in all sorts of countries and cities around the world and he does have like little safe houses like he's almost like a an international terrorist or he's got safe houses right yeah yeah that's an interesting twist and I, and I like it and that's one of the good things i'm going to say about this story cuz i <laughs> Uh, this is an interesting issue for me, and some of the writing, which when when we get to some things, um, really made me laugh, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, Marv, 
I feel like Marv was slightly off his game in this issue. Um, and then spoiler, mm -hmm. I think the next issue is is pretty stellar. So I don't know what was going on with this with issue uh, eleven, but I do like this panel, and it looks like we're back into the mood of where we're supposed to be. Um, mm -hmm. You got the fog and the whole, you know, the little village with the in the night with the lights on in the windows, and now I feel comfortable. We're back in Dracula land. <laughs> yeah and i do like in that uh first uh smaller panel on the left in the middle here they do reference you know uh some continuity with the actual dracula lives magazine here dracula says and he's not just uh you know monologuing to himself here this isn't inner monologue he's saying this to mm -hmm. no one in particular that's not even out in the forest he yeah. says yeah <laughs> i shall not complain of such petty annoyances for long ago, I abandoned the notion of seeking mortality. And there's a little uh, editor's box there, and it says, Dracula yeah. lives, number one, to walk again in daylight. And uh, I need to write this stuff down, because you and I definitely want to run through Dracula lives and Tomb of Dracula, the magazines, as well, eventually. So I definitely want to mm -hmm. make note of this so we can jump back to say, oh, yeah, don't forget. We talked about this in the Tomb, uh, you know, the yeah. regular comic. But I think that's pretty cool. And he goes, I am Dracula, and that is more than enough for any man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> mm, yeah. So he's uh he's creeping into this mortuary here, and he sees he's got his uh, uh his one of his trademarked uh coffins here. That's uh, it looks a little small for him to be honest, but maybe they just didn't get the perspective great. It looks like it's uh, only big enough for a child, but it does have his uh crazy demonic little uh face on it there, right? Yeah, this bat kind of bat. Well, I almost said Batman, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the bat face. <laughs> yeah, and he and then, he's gonna yeah he's oh, gonna prepare sorry, for I was gonna sleep. Say, um, even uh, even with Clifton gone, he's uh, still cursing him. <laughs> yeah, he for, he for, he forgets what happened last issue. So last issue, he had you know he was on this uh, uh, pleasure cruise like it was basically the love boat. Yeah, uh, owned by just some. <laughs> weird old guy wearing an ascot some filthy yeah. rich guy i guess and he had all these people and dracula for some insane reason just wanted to blow the ship up and he had a bomb on there and he blew it up with clifton yeah. on the ship yeah <laughs> so he's like he he forgot that quick that clifton yeah. is apparently dead <laughs> yeah. yeah he calls out to him graves where are you you insufferable fool <laughs> <laughs> there you go mark that down first insult yeah and then what do you think on this very next page? That top panel there, I really like the colors and everything. That's a really neat panel there where he's like, ha, how could I possibly forget? The fool mm -hmm. perished a fortnight ago when I fought that would-be Vampire Slayer Blade and permitted the ship uh, we were on to explode with Graves still aboard. And what about the artwork yeah. there? Yeah, it looks really cool. The blackened, blackened eyes, the red, uh, blood red sky, the ship exploding looks really cool. I dig it. Yeah, and Dracula's in this, like, you know, like you said, his eyes are shaded, but his black hair and this, like, purple kind of color. It's really interesting color choices. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty striking. Yep, and then he says about how he's going to accomplish his goals, and he's going to get revenge on those who have plagued him. And he's, you know, thinking back in time to when those bikers beat the crap out of him and chucked him into the river. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, they're going to pay with their lives. And the casket closes. And it even has, you know, an insignia and a gold plate that says Dracula on. So everybody knows it's his. 
Exactly. So if you're looking to slay him, uh, you know which one to pick. <laughs> which yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. If you Dracula possibly be in? <laughs> yeah, or if you just wander in there and just like, oh, this is Dracula's. All right, cool. Yeah. It's like, what? Why would he do that? Oh, fantastic! But uh, okay. I love uh, I love when there's these interludes elsewhere, miles away. While Dracula sleeps, a strikingly different scene unfolds, but one quite important to our story. And you hear somebody say, you've got another job for us, Faust. We're ready anytime you are. And you hear him say, I know that brand. And that is why you are here tonight. So, okay, this is really wild. Um, we see... Yeah, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, Marv, I don't know where he got this from, but this is wild. So we see a guy <laughs> and his name is Faust. And he's in this, I guess, do they refer to it as like an iron lung? Um, they do, yeah, I... actually, in the very next panel. Yeah, yeah, it is so an iron this, So yeah, so to kind of jump ahead a little bit, this guy Faust used to be in business with another guy we will meet, and mm -hmm. he was sent to uh I don't know if it was Haiti or somewhere that they use voodoo, and he ended up getting like almost killed and has to live out his life in this iron lung. So he is going to use these bikers, this uh uh brand and his biker buddies to wreak uh, revenge and use voodoo uh, on the yeah. people that he thinks wronged him in life. So yes. look at this crazy picture here where he's explaining <laughs> this. It's got this poor guy in this iron lung, and it has two mechanical arms, and the one has a golden voodoo doll in the left, yeah. and the right has a pin like he's going yeah. to jab the voodoo doll. What? This is crazy. Also, um, from, from what I gather from reading this issue, Merely almost being killed by voodoo gives you the power of voodoo because now he knows how to inflict pain and death on other people through voodoo somehow. Um, it's really it's really weird. <laughs> I feel like in movies and comics, all you have to do is visit Haiti and you know everything about voodoo, yeah. how to... How to use it, how to defeat it. You, you're an expert right. on voodoo just by visiting just by Haiti. Osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, was yeah in, just by visiting Haiti. You, yeah. You need to I feel like I want to take Haiti. a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like taking a vacation to Haiti now just because I'll just know all about it then and know how to use right. it if anybody takes me off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here making dolls. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, he man. tells, uh, well, Brant says something cocky to him. You're the boss, sweetie, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> Faust says, I'll ignore that remark, Brand, but don't you dare be sarcastic with me again. I, it shall not be tolerated. Now go to the yeah. bank. Oliver Gordon shall be working there late, and he is the one you seek. So we're going to find out this guy was, you know, one of the mm -hmm. people he was uh, in business with that led him down to uh, get uh, the voodoo put on him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they jump on the bikes, and they're going to take off, and uh, they, uh, they're like, hey, as long as you pay us, we'll do whatever you say. And he, they go yep. blasting out of this, like... It almost looks like a train station to me, but is this like a yeah. some kind of apartment <laughs> complex? It looks really weird, right? Yeah, it's a bit. It's got a lot of like pillars and uh, it's curved. Yeah, I don't know what that is, and they don't really it's say. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's bizarre. It's just like, yep, that's where this guy lives. It's like, okay, sure. They <laughs> they they take off and go tearing down the street, and almost run over a pedestrian and a guy on a bike. And here we go with Marvin his uh. Uh, British speak. Hey, yeah. watch where you're going, you blinking fool. 
<laughs> and Brand Brand says, "Oh yeah, Brand, stuff it, old man, or we'll have at you once more." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. And then, uh, just so we know, Frank and Rachel are, you know, a couple, and that they like wandering around in the night. Uh, Frank says, "Depends on what those crazy cycle jockeys want," because she says, "Anything yeah. wrong, love." And they <laughs> kick a bunch of uh, rainwater from the uh, gutter up into his face. And uh, that yeah. pisses Frank off, but he really doesn't have anything to do about it. <laughs> no, no. Impotent rage. I also like yeah. how um, he says they're coming this way before they're even there. And then when they go by and splash the water, the girl on the back of the bike says, coming and going, handsome. So apparently she could hear him talking. Uh, over the roar of the motorcycle and when they're like half a block <laughs> away still. So that's cool. She's got really good hearing. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he was screaming that. I mean, there is no exclamation yeah. point in the dialogue <laughs> box, but right. Uh, like okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's mad. He's soaking wet and, and he's mad now. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, Rachel's like, you know, calm down, dude. And he's like, calm down. I just had this suit clean. I'm like, wow. So you're hunting Dracula and all sorts of vampires. <laughs> But you have time to get your suits clean? Okay. All right. In a foreign country you've never been to before. All right. Cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And I thought he was broke. Good. Maybe Harker paid for it. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, okay. See, there's a lot of lot of little things like that in this issue that just crack me up. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So they see uh, on the wall here. Bram Stoker's Dracula last week's in London. So there's the play Dracula going on while Dracula is running around vampirizing people and terrorizing people. Yeah, and apparently the actor who plays Dracula looks exactly like Dracula because mm -hmm. the picture on the poster, that's Dracula. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the that's makeup cool. department is really good at that playhouse. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's All right, great. so we... Yeah, we switch scenes inside uh, this bank, and we see Oliver Gordon, and he goes, what do you hoodlums want? Please let me alone. And they start ransacking this guy's office, and he goes, Brand says, cool it, Pops. We didn't want nothing. We just represent Jason Faust. Remember him? And uh, our buddy Oliver says, Faust, yes, yes. He tried cashing in some bonds before they were due. I turned down his request. Of course. Why? And Brand says, he needed the money, Pops. Needed it bad. Because of you, he had to sell his possessions, everything but his house. And if you gave him the money, he would have had an operation. And just maybe he wouldn't be in an iron lung today. And iron lung, good Lord, I didn't know. And he says, no, Pops, you knew. You just didn't want to give him his own money, which is why, Pops, he wants his revenge. And is Bran there? He's looking at his watch, but is he like, is that like a, an eye watch there? Like, is he communicating with that or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what all that's about. His Apple uh, Watch, yeah. <laughs> he's, and then like, two panels later, he's still looking at his watch, but there's no real reference to why. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at it and like almost looks like he's speaking into it. And he says, we're going to make you suffer as he suffers using voodoo. And we see back at uh, uh, Faust's place there, he's using those crazy mechanical arms to jam that needle yeah. into the voodoo doll of uh oliver gordon and he starts like literally have like a heart attack or heart pain right there right right yeah you know what i think maybe uh brandon faust coordinated uh 
what he was going to say to this guy to coincide with exactly when he gets stuck with the pin so that mm. he can say using voodoo right at the exact moment <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that he starts that's... feeling that pain in his chest so that's what it looks like to me yeah and i Gordon's think it's like... being very dramatic oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and gordon's like oh my chest burning up stop it whatever it is and uh Brand says don't blow your cool pops this is only the first <laughs> step faust doesn't want to kill you nah he wants you to feel his pain slowly horribly then then he'll finish you off with that voodoo doll of his nice clean no clues to how you really died and gordon says look i don't know how you did this to me but it wasn't with voodoo so get out of here now for even as i speak you're being filmed and it shows yeah. there's like a movie camera yeah. filming these guys. <laughs> like it looks really high tech man it's crazy. yeah this isn't like a like a security camera I mean, this is a full-on film uh like they're making a movie <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking to myself what kind of technology do they have back in the early 70s that you know they can't right. just trash the why can't they just trash the camera because he says yeah. if you try anything scotland yard will have photographic evidence against you <laughs> so I don't, I don't, they could just trash the camera, but is this like a, a live feed right to Scotland Yard? Like, that's weird. That's, that's the only thing that makes sense, but yet it doesn't really make sense. But <laughs> yeah, they could just, they could take the camera with them when they leave, and I think they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the guys gets pissed off and says, Why, you stinking old man. Bran, let me slash him up real nice. And Bran says, No, you fool. We have a job to finish. <laughs> And he looks at his watch, and I guess it must be because there's like a click, and there's like they're like the clock king from DC. They're like really down to the right. second with what they're <laughs> gonna do here, right? And then we says we see uh, Faust, and he goes, "Ah, Brand must be satisfied that Gordon has suffered enough. Excellent. Now to insert the final jab, and he does it right. Oh yeah, right in the chest, and it kills the guy. Mechanical claw hands. Yeah, yeah. And then Gordon, Gordon is done for. <laughs> Yeah, it kills him right then and there. And then we see, oh, now they do smash the stinking camera, they call it. So there's yeah. no <laughs> so there's no evidence. He goes, this blonde hair guy, it'll be a pleasure, man, but I'd rather smash this in his lousy face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, brutal. <laughs> so this is probably my favorite panel, this next panel, next night. Mm -hmm. And it shows uh, Big Ben there. And uh, I think Gene loved drawing Big Ben. He loves drawing a lot yeah. of, the, you know, the, the city highlights when they go from city to city. And uh, yeah. that's a great panel, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. This, These are my favorite when he does stuff like this. Night Sky, Bat, of course. Mm -hmm. um, the purple and blues, very moody, very cool. I like it. Yeah, so then we get, you know, Dracula on the prowl here as a bat, and he sees a woman, and he starts swooping down at her, and she's like, what a bat? And... <laughs> Every time. Uh-huh. And then we have uh, Jack the Ripper here. He's uh, got his crazy-looking yeah. knife. And, and he goes, you look wealthy, you do, girly. Wealth that is going to be shared with me. And Dracula sees this clown and gets pissed. And he comes flying at the guy. And he's the guy says, something's happening. It's changing. It's not a bat, but a man. And uh, wrong, mortal. I am Dracula. And Dracula is no mere man. Yeah. <laughs> and he changes back into a bat to start terrorizing this guy which is awesome yeah that's a nice twist because you think he'd go for the woman but no he goes for this guy that was after the woman it's pretty cool 
Yeah, and, and uh, as a bat, he bites him, right? That's what yeah. the dialogue says. Isn't that that's different? Yeah, I don't think we've seen that before. No, because I thought, well, why is he changing into a bat? Isn't he going to bite this guy? And it says it takes but the briefest of moments for twin right. fangs to sink into the prowler's neck and to suck the life-giving blood. And there he is, laying there dead. Yeah, and he's and a bat flying away. Yeah, so he was a bat. He changed back into Dracula just long enough to tell that guy he's Dracula, and then he changed Scare back him. into a bat. <laughs> and then yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "I'm gonna change into Dracula, scared the crap out of you. Then I'm gonna change back into about to bite you." It's like, what is he yeah. thinking here? He's really off the rails here. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the woman's fine. She seems to be. There's no mention of her, and I guess she just ran away, which is good for her. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> she was spared for another night, I guess. But yeah, uh, then yeah, then we get into the uh, origin of our buddy uh, Faust here. So he says about um, he's going to get his ex-partner. And I thought Gordon was his ex-partner, but I guess they explained Gordon just wouldn't give him any money for some bonds that hadn't matured yet. So he says he's next. We're going to get my ex-partner. And he goes, remember, Bran, how I told you when Laswell deserted me that day. And he recounts how he was in Haiti on Mm -hmm. a business venture. And he goes, (laughs) we found ourselves lost when our guide suddenly panicked and fled. As we approach the edge of the jungle and he goes, suddenly we were attacked by screaming natives. Laswell turned <laughs> coward and ran, leaving me to the savages clutches. And I'm thinking, why don't you just run too, dude? Yeah. <laughs> right. I think Laswell had the right, uh, the right. Yeah. He was actually smart. Yeah. Well, I'm getting we, out of here. <laughs> so we see the head voodoo man here. And is that Dr. Doom? Ah! <laughs> I mean, that looks like Doom's mask. Oh, my God. That didn't even occur to me until just now. Yeah, yeah you're right. Dr. Doom's masquerading as a voodoo uh, voodoo priest. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doom, not only with his mask on, but, you know, not to be, you know, uh, crazy about it here, but Doom's in, like, blackface here, right? I mean. Yeah, right. What in the. So did Gene, like, use Doom reference here? Like, I don't know. I'm like, so Doom going full-on racist here. Yeah. In Haiti, in Haiti, pretending to be. He really is a bad guy. Yeah, what is this guy's name? Molo Dowie, the Hexman. Molo Dowie, the Hexman, yes. Yeah. He claimed I had entered a sacred ground, and the gods had decreed I must be punished by voodoo. (laughs) So they have a generic voodoo doll. And mm-hmm. they start poking it, and it hurts, you know, this guy, and immobilized his arms and his legs. So basically what they did was made this guy into, like, a uh, quadriplegic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know how he gets out of this. I guess he says, oh, finally government troops found us. And I'm thinking, what government troops? Haitian right. government <laughs> troops? Uh, I'm not sure about this, but he pleaded yeah, for his life. about this thing. <laughs> Yeah, he pleaded for his life. And I do think this is funny, too, so that we see there are three pictures here of a black, like, doctor bag. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you notice, the middle one shows uh, somebody in particular there. Do you see that? That looks like uh, Van Helsing. Quincy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Quincy, Quincy Harker. I mean, Harker, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm just like, uh, so he pulls out this little doctor bag, and one of the mechanical arms goes yeah. into it. And it goes past the, uh, the the Quincy doll, 
and grabs this yeah. other one that looks like Robin from Batman Robin. It does look like Robin. <laughs> yeah. So his ex-business partner is apparently Richard Grayson, I guess, Richard right? Grayson, yeah. Yeah. Well, here he's called Henry Laswell. And yeah. he's like, you will feel my revenge. So go, Brand. There is work for you to do. So Brand's off to find this Laswell guy. Was his ex-partner, and then so what, what about this crazy scene we switched to here? Dracula is going clubbing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's back. Uh, it looks like the ship that he was on, but uh, with all the partying hippies, sort of uh, pseudo hippies or whatever you call the early seventies version of uh, hippies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and he says, "By the way." Finally, I have narrowed the clues somewhere in this raucous crowd lies the one I seek. And I think the one he seeks is apparently Roy Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems like what that seems like what Gene's doing here, right? <laughs> uh, it does bear a striking resemblance to Roy Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He says there. Sure. Speaking with the girl, I recognize his shallow face. Through him, I shall find the others and then show them Dracula is not to be toyed with. And he grabs Roy Thomas and he says, your time for yes. foolish dancing is over, youth. Come with me now. And he's like, huh? hey, who are you? And he goes, so you failed to recognize me, eh? Well, youth, you have committed two wrongs against Dracula. Dr- Dracula, you got to be kidding, man. Yes. <laughs> and he pulls him into this like alleyway. And starts threatening him and says, you know, I want the information. Where are your friends on the motorcycles? Where are they? And, you know, he really uh, it starts to get tough with him here and then looks deep into my eyes, man. And he's like trying to hypnotize the guy. But the guy doesn't seem yeah. hypnotized to me because usually when the people get hypnotized by Dracula, they seem very robotic with their responses. Mm-hmm. But this guy, this guy is not right. No, he's still sort of panicky and herky jerky. <laughs> yeah, Dracula I don't think he's hypnotized. No, he's grabbing him by the scruff of the neck, and the guy says, I'm telling you, it's the truth. Brandon and the others got some new kick working for some ruddy blighter. (laughs) (laughs) Another good one there. And he goes, they were here earlier, asked if I'd join him in a trip to Dover, but they're out for blood now, mister, and I want nothing to do with that. Believe me. And Dracula says, I believe you, youth, and it is lucky for you that I do. And wow, next page, he flies off. And that's a pretty good uh, panel there, too. He's flying off. Yeah. And Roy, the boys, they're cowering on the ground. And yeah. <laughs> Dracula's turning into a bat and flying away, right? Yeah, it looks great. I always love the transformation scenes. This whole page is really beautiful, actually. The colors, um, purple, green, blue, night mm-hmm. sky, bats flying. Um, I do find it interesting that Dracula let this guy live because wasn't he part of the gang? Even though he says he quit now, he was part of the gang that kicked Dracula's ass and threw him in the river, right? <laughs> yes. So going, I would wow. think, yeah, Dracula's being pretty lenient here. So yeah, he's killed, people. he's killed people <laughs> for less than this, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and then uh, he, as he's changing into a bat and flying away, he says, uh, for if I didn't, you would not have remained alive long enough to see me gone. And it's like, yeah, wow, he let him live. That's that's crazy. Let him live. The, yep. the caption box reads, Dracula turns toward the sky, his form changing, shifting from that of a human into a leather-winged, hell-born bat. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> I love and it. yeah, we see a close-up of the bat flying away here from the town, and uh, he starts flying towards Dover, I guess. And 
How about that bottom panel? So it's not very detailed, but we see like a shot from the rear and the bat yeah. flying. And you can see there's a dead body like at the Cliffs of Dover there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's a cool panel. I like it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. And sees prone upon the rising precipice, a lonely death-like corpse, a death-like corpse. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there's three more panels at the top of the next page and i love dracula's dialogue there in the third panel what about that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what madness is this i come seeking a gang of hoodlums and all that greets me is this dead man <laughs> <laughs> and he goes something tells me the ones i seek are not mere criminals there is something sinister in the tone of this death there are no signs of struggle yet this man did not die naturally as if it were <laughs> he were frightened to death. So he's kind of getting that voodoo vibe here. Like yeah. something's going on, I guess. Again, he's supernatural himself and very long lived. So right. maybe, maybe he can figure these things out. And then, sure. you know, we see the biker gang, you know, after they killed the guy, they're firing back into uh, the final payoff. Mm -hmm. uh, one more dude. And we collect from Faust. Then we start living right. So I guess they're going to get the big payoff, but you see them motoring down the road. And we also mm -hmm. see a bat coming towards them. Oh Yeah. And we know who that is. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then they pull up to a house. Here we are. Victim Six's pad. And <laughs> we see it's the home of Quincy Harker, right? Oh, uh, yeah. There he is. Reading a yeah. book. Just hanging out. <laughs> being mellow. <laughs> there, there's Saint at his feet. Looking a little wolfish, I might add. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> up until now, he's looked pretty dog-like in most of the... Uh, Scenes, yeah, but he he looks like a straight up wolf or a coyote or something right there. Total wolf here. Yeah, and he's yeah, by himself, I right? Agree. <laughs> he goes restless, Saint. I don't blame you. It is not every day our home is dressed in silence. Rachel and Frank have gone for the weekend, and Edith is at a friend's. And Taj, who knows where our silent friend vanishes mm -hmm. to? <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, that is kind of it's kind of a weird thing. Like, uh, yeah, where is Todd? What's he getting into? Because you know yeah. he lives. They live in, you know, England in the countryside, and Taj is from India. So right. I don't think he took a Learjet back to India real quick, and he's coming back. So Probably what is not. he doing? What is he, he is up to? He's a mysterious one, for sure. And maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, actually, I have yearned to be alone for a while, Quincy says, to read some recent accounts of Dracula's deeds. And it looks like he has a book, not a newspaper. So who's writing books about yeah. Dracula's recent deeds? <laughs> yeah. It's Blade? Is Blade a published author? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's another mystery. <laughs> and then how about this, too? So uh, he's there at his home alone, and he's got, you know, a, a handicap. He's in a wheelchair. So I'd be mm -hmm. pretty careful uh, when somebody came knocking at my door, and I don't know who it is, but he just is like, click, and opens yeah. the door. What? Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense at all. Also, he's constantly fighting the the most badass vampire that ever lived. <laughs> yeah. And he knows, wants to kill him. But yeah, I'll just uh, open the door, let anyone in. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I guess the bikers were, you know, kind of told a little bit about Harker here. Like, you know, hey, it'll be easy to, to jump on him and take him out because physically he's not a match for them. But also they have a giant, uh, or maybe they tore the drapes off the windows or something, but Saint comes at them and they jump, two or three of them jump on Saint and just throw these drapes over him or this blanket or whatever, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looks the first panel where you see him, it looks like one of them's holding something. Mm-hmm. So I guess they, I don't know if they meant that for the dog or they were originally going to throw that over Quincy. I don't know what's going on there, but it works on the dog, even though the saint is fighting like hell. Yeah, I like the interesting dialogue there. One of the guy's names is Rafe, and it says, Rafe, watch out, his dog. And Rafe replies, get it away from me, Bran. I hate dogs. I hate them. Why do you hate dogs? Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. I mean, maybe he's just afraid, but dogs are usually pretty cool, man. So, I mean, maybe police dogs have been after him in the past, so that's why he doesn't like dogs. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or maybe yeah, we so, just want to be extra extra bad guy here because anybody who hates dogs is going to be a bad guy. <laughs> well, yeah, Brand jumps on Harker, starts choking him, and says, "Call off the mutt, or we'll smash in its head." Then yours, dig, old man, and <laughs> he says, "Saint, back yeah. off, boy, back off." Yeah. So we then but, see yeah, uh, yeah. Brand here, yeah. right? He talks to Harker about what's going on. Yeah, he's going to tell him. Tell him the whole story about what's going on. Good old man, real good. Just keep following orders that way, and maybe we won't hurt you too much. Now sit back. I want to tell you about Jason Faust. So he's going to tell him the whole story. Quincy's a friend of Faust. Yeah, there's a reason he's on the hit list here. But yep. peek, peeking in the window like a peeping Tom, like a creep, <laughs> is Dracula. <laughs> so he's, I guess, watching and listening to find out what this is all about. Yeah. And once he does uh, find out, as Faust, again, is using his watch. I don't know if he's signaling. Uh, yeah. or Brand, Brand is using his watch. And again, I don't know if it's a timing thing or he's signaling Faust to, you know, get the voodoo doll of Quincy and poke it and get crazy here. But. Before he can do that, Dracula, who, well, at least he used to have to be invited into houses before he could right. come in. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, pulls like a, I don't know, like a, a, a Kool-Aid man here and just yeah. smashes right in through the window. Yep. And he's pissed and he's going to take on the bikers, right? Yeah, that's a great, I mean, he knows how to make an entrance. But yeah, the whole, they they really play fast and loose with the vampire mythology in this comic uh and you just kind of have to roll with it it's fine it's fine (laughs) yeah it's it's fine because it's it's what's needed to keep the plot moving forward and it's funny too so it is funny but yeah dracula immediately just starts kicking butt here yeah he tears into these guys and it looks like with just like a pimp slap he kills this one guy right yeah amazing (laughs) a backhand boom Guy flies yep. the air. That's a great panel, too. And one of them there is a girl, which I didn't see any girls when they first came in. It looked like it was just three dudes, but there's three two dudes, girls. Yeah. There's two girls there, too. So I don't know if they were just hadn't come in the door yet or what, right? Uh, yeah, they were just lagging behind, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, this last panel on that page, though, Dracula looks so cool in that panel. Yeah, really creepy. Like, earlier, they had a couple of panels of him with his eyes being like blood red, which were really mm-hmm. cool too. But this one, they're stark white. There's no pupils or anything. Yeah. It looks really creepy. Yeah, he looks great. I, that's another panel I would hang on my wall if I had that art. Oh, man. Looks and so then, good. what does he do here to all the bikers? <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
look deep into my eyes. <laughs> yeah, he hypnotizes he's, all of them. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna uh, turn the tables on Mister Faust. It looks like, and uh, take out his his henchmen. Um, mm-hmm. Sends them on their way to get back on their motorcycles and uh, ride. Let's see, what does he say? Go to your motorcycles. Go and ride them like the winds themselves. Follow the winding roads as far as they travel back to Dover's chalky cliffs. And when you have reached the final precipice, the furthest peak, gun your cycles ever stronger and ride them over the cliffs to your rocky death below. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's basically like, you know, go kill yourself. And they're like, okay, because they're hypnotized. Yeah, they turn and go. There you go. Dracula's revenge on the bikers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and after he tells them to, to go uh, take a long walk off a short pier, yeah. he says to uh, Harker, as for you, Harker, for tonight, you shall be spared. Not for any sentimental reasons, old friend, but tonight Dracula's lust has been filled. <laughs> uh, I like Harker's response is, to spare me, fiend, means I shall find you again and then kill you a final time. And you see uh, uh, the dog there, uh, Saint, he's getting ready to pounce, it looks like. And yeah. Yep. But uh, Brand is, uh, he was kind of like knocked to the ground, I think. So he didn't get hypnotized. And then all of a sudden yeah. you see him, I don't know if he's like pulling a Boy Scout and rubbing two sticks together to start a fire here. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, what something. he's doing. Yeah. yeah but he yeah, tries to, vague. yeah, and he tries to creep up on Dracula. And Dracula saves the, the best for last here. Not only does he pimp slap uh, Brand here. <laughs> He jumps on him and bites him. And it's one of those things, again, where, you know, sometimes it takes three days for people to become a vampire. Mm-hmm. And other times, like now, it's literally three seconds because he bites right. him. <laughs> and at the snap of the fingers, he's a vampire. So you can either yep. hypnotize people and tell them what to do if you're Dracula. Or it seems like the newer vampires or the weaker ones, he can just, yeah. you know, because he's king of the vampires. He can tell them what to do and they have to obey him. And. He tells him right. to uh, go back and uh, have that Faust, right? Yep. Yeah, sends him on his way. And he rides off into the night, and Dracula bids farewell to Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um, what about that which, What about that panel there in the middle after he says farewell to Quincy? That little panel on the far right. Oh, uh, yeah, with the bat against the full moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks great. I love it. yeah that is so awesome i you can't i can't get i can't get enough of those panels (laughs) yeah those are some of my favorites Mm -hmm. and then we say we see the next night so i'm not sure why brand waits 24 hours but the next night (laughs) yeah he comes to uh faust and faust says what you're back but i received no signals nothing what happened did you kill harker and brand is in the shadows here and he says no Harker lives, but now I'll kill you. And Faust mm. says, no, you won't, you miserable fool. I had expected trouble from a muscle-bound ruffian as yourself. <laughs> Thus, I took precaution. See, a voodoo doll in your form. And, of course, since now he's a vampire, that won't hurt him, right? Apparently. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, so it, it doesn't work. And we see now... Yeah. Uh, Brand is a full-on vampire, and he looks really creepy there on that last page coming towards Faust. He does. That's a great panel. He looks completely monstrous. Got the saliva coming off the fangs. I always like how Gene draws those. 
vampire mouths like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, he goes up to this helpless guy in an iron lung and sinks his teeth in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and bites him right screaming. then and there. Oh, no, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it says, and as Brant's twin fangs sip deeply of Jason Faust's blood, a mechanical hand slips and a razor yeah. needle thrust deep into a tiny rag doll. So what I'm thinking happened is he just kind of like gave him a little poke somewhere in the body to try to like hurt him and it didn't work. But yeah. now he does it in the heart of the voodoo doll and that looks like it kills Bran. Yeah, he falls over. He dies for the second time in two nights. So I guess it does work. Uh... <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. That's a little dodgy there. And then yeah. you get this poor sap Faust that now changes into a vampire, but he's stuck in an iron lung. So what's he going to do? Nothing. Uh, he's in, he, he he's, just yeah. lays there until the yeah. sun rises. I actually, this is my favorite part of this whole issue because this is pretty creepy and mm-hmm. pretty horrendous to be, now you're a vampire, but you're stuck in this machine and you're watching the sunrise. And he had, he I mean, he didn't know he was going to be a vampire. So his iron lung is right in front of like uh, some giant, plate glass windows where the sun's gonna come directly in on <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, interesting that's, that's pretty horrible yeah that was a pretty interesting unique way to end that little scenario there and then kill faust right yeah yeah oh and even more horrible we didn't mention this but on his iron lung uh right above his head is a mirror i guess yes. so he can see his face i don't know why but so he's watching himself die from the sunlight, you know, burning his body. Mm. That's pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And they do take the time with the artwork to show him as a vampire in the mirror as well, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, my God. And yeah. pan- the last panel of him screaming into the mirror, uh, Brand lying on the ground with his... Uh, voodoo doll next to him with a pin sticking out of the heart it's pretty which, great which looks like it's, it's on hand. the wrong the wrong side of his chest to be his heart but hey let's not uh, yeah let's I, not I, throw I, stones I, here <laughs> <laughs> fantastic uh, yeah what an issue that's amazing yeah that's a wild issue man that's a really really that's that's a, that's a wild <laughs> one like you said there are a couple of things you're like oh but marv you know he he comes back with a fury here uh, right as we uh, transition <laughs> to Tomb of Dracula 12, which is yes. cover dated September 1973, and this one uh, definitely has a Frank Brunner Tom Palmer cover uh, with uh, some signatures on it. So there was some confirmation there. So what about yeah. this one? I really, really like this cover. I love it too. This is just full on horror. Um, looks great we got all our main characters dracula i'm a sucker for those transformations so you got him going from bat mm. to to dracula and um he's he's uh hovering above uh quincy and um frank and rachel yeah frank and rachel thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it looks great it's awesome i love this one yeah it's pretty cool and then Man, Brunner, he did like to draw some uh, curvy ladies, and he didn't uh, share any uh, 
Oh, he didn't yeah. go. He didn't go cheap on this one, man. Edith is she, like, she used to look like a, a homely little peasant girl. She don't look like one on this cover, man. No, no, <laughs> she's got some serious cleavage going on. <laughs> you know, well, you know, Dracula probably uh, when he picked her up, he probably ripped a couple buttons off her shirt, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's got a little dialogue too. He says, "Hear me, Quincy Harker. If you wish to see your daughter alive again, then follow me to the house that screams." <laughs> and yeah he's not kidding and we'll see this uh we've seen it a couple of times already and we'll see it in this issue this issue where dracula can somehow find a creepy house that he either knows or can be familiar with at the snap of a fingers to yeah. like uh, get away from trouble or use it as you know a base of operations to you know scheme and this this is it mm -hmm. the screaming night of the screaming house is uh <laughs> the, the the name of this story and it's a uh, marv wolfman script pencils gene colon inks tom palmer colors petra goldberg and letters john costanza and uh dracula kidnaps kills and transforms edith into a vampire and harker kills her so Wow. Yeah, this one is one of my favorites. So this splash yeah. page right out of the gate, it's one of my favorites. What about it? It's beautiful. It's a great way to start. It shows you everything you need to know about the story. Everybody's in it. Dracula looks extremely fiendish as he bends over her body. Um, everybody's running at him. You got the cool village background. I love everything about this splash page. Yeah, I will say the Way splash last issue. <laughs> yes. And I will say I think this is uh, the splash page. They're usually always really good like we said except last issue was not the greatest, mm -hmm. but this is one where I think the splash page actually is way better than the cover and no not to slam Frank Brunner cuz I love Frank Brunner. He's my favorite yeah. Doctor Strange artist of all time, but if you really look at the cover, you know, Quincy, he looks like this like 900-year-old weakling of a man. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it looks more like Black Widow and some regular Joe, uh, you yeah, know, instead of like Rachel. Black Widow. That's what yeah. threw me off. I was like, "Is that Rachel?" I thought she was blonde. <laughs> mm, yeah, so <laughs> maybe he just didn't get the memo and some good notes on the yeah you know, how, no, how the people. Agree. Should I think I think the splash page would have made a great cover, but uh, maybe it was a little too busy. I don't know, but I love it. It's a great great page. Yeah, and it even has Taj on there. He's in the, the background here uh, yeah. of this splash page, which is great. And yeah, I'm not sure how we got to this point because uh, maybe, you know, uh, as that last issue was ending with Dracula leaving Harker's home, everybody mm -hmm. was kind of coming back to his house at that point. I don't know. It seems not not sure yeah, how this happened. <laughs> no, we're starting in, in mid-action uh, sequence here with no real explanation, but... Uh... That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dracula, Dracula's turning to him and says, Harker, you dare interfere with Dracula. Then you shall die first. As he's grabbing, uh, you know, Edith here, young Edith. And then you turn the yeah. page and, oh, here we go. Everybody take a drink. Rachel's got yeah. a crossbow. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what will happen when Rachel shoots an arrow at Dracula. Oh, mm -hmm. look, he turned into mist. <laughs> yeah, he turns into mist. The arrow goes right through the mist, and very quickly he forms back into, you know, uh, himself and swipes yeah, quick. The, yeah, the crossbow right out of Rachel's hands. But before uh, he can do anything, we get Taj here, and he does his normal, I'm going to jump on Dracula and try to choke him. And yeah. I do think this is neat. So Dracula, instead of just throwing him off, starts changing into a bat and flies mm. off. 
where, yeah. you know, I think Taj is a little too heavy for Dracula as the bat to hold him up. So the two of them start ascending and Dracula is smart enough and Taj isn't to yeah. turn around <laughs> at the last second where all the weight of the fall and Dracula lands on Taj and just completely KOs him. Yeah, that's a great sequence. And it looks good too. Gene drew it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he falls right on Taj. So Taj is out of the picture, at least for a while. Yeah, not sure uh, how he doesn't need a hospital at this point. That's, that's a pretty big right? fall. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty high up in the air, it looks like, when they uh, start coming back down. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Dracula grabs uh, Edith here. And, I mean, we're, dude, where are the poison darts? Why is Saint not attacking? It's yeah. Just, they kind of just <laughs> let him get away with it, you know? And he grabs yeah. her. And it's a really creepy panel there at the bottom where he has a hold of her and he has his hand over her face. And it looks really, really creepy. And he says, uh, Harker had said previously, leave her alone, Dracula. Your fight is with me. And Dracula replies, my fight is with all humanity, old friend. And that includes your beautiful young daughter. Listen to me now or she dies. And his eyes are like blood red. And he's like cheek to cheek with her. It's real creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good panel. And then Frank tries to get all get all tough like usual. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's it, ancestor mine. Oh, now he's reached his uh, boiling point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm five minutes ago, he didn't care. Your stinking ultimatums as I'm going to. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I, yeah, I love it. Dracula just swats him away like a child, and he goes, "Wrong." Son. Yeah, you'll take what is given to you, and never, never remind me who you are. My blood boils with the rage to think that you are related to me. It's like, wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's quite, um, I don't know if that falls in the insult category, but it's definitely uh, a burn on Frank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a sick burn as they say right there. But yeah, Dracula, he grabs Edith and says tomorrow night at midnight, you'll hear from me where you shall find your daughter. And what about these scenes here with him dragging her off and flying away? Um, wow. Creepy. Yeah. That's full on horror. That middle panel, especially Ooh. I don't know what's on with his head. But he Jeez. just looks, he doesn't even, there's not a semblance of humanity in that Dracula face. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's really creepy. Really Tracks creepy. are up into the air. He just looks like a demon in the third panel. Mm. And, uh, and then a giant bat in the last panel of this page with her dangling from his claws. And they're just watching him fly away. <laughs> and Frank, awesome. Frank, that lousy bloodsuckers won this round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And poor uh, old Quincy, you know, poor Quincy, man, that's his daughter. And he says, I've dreaded this moment since Edith was first born and her mother died, which we haven't gotten around to that yet. I don't think, but we, we will. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll show that full on. And, uh, he goes, Dracula knows what she means to me. And he goes, Oh, Lord, if anything should happen to her, and Frank, you know, he's he's got the biggest balls in the world when nobody's around. Yep. And he's not getting slapped <laughs> down. And he goes, nothing will, Quincy. We've just got to hope we find the count before he tries anything. And we will, Quincy. We've got to believe yeah. we will. <laughs> uh, okay, Frank. <laughs> okay, tough guy. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a, um, in contrast with the last issue, which was really bizarre and wild. This is a pretty uh, serious and kind of hardcore uh storyline which we'll see at the end Mm -hmm. Um, i like it it's good yeah and this leads to something else down the road too 
um, that Dracula does when, when he is once again at Quincy's house. And it's mm. it's really it's really nasty. I can't wait to get to it. I don't yeah. think it comes along till the 20s or 30s, maybe. But it's a really, mm. really nasty scene where it's like, oh, <laughs> man, that, that's like a real gut shot. But, yeah, wow. they show up at his mortuary there. And he goes, we are here, lovely one. The journey is done. And look at his face there. He looks like a goat. Yeah, it's really weird. Like satanic looking goat or something. It's super scary looking. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it doesn't look like a bat. Interesting choice of a uh, way to draw him, but I like it. it. Looks cool. Yeah, it's real creepy. And he starts, you know, uh, telling uh, uh, Edith here that she's, you know, basically the pawn in this game here. And I'm going to lure the others here and ha 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 ha. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love when Dracula just laughs about every, you know, yeah. aimless thing. Like he's. <laughs> Something bad happened. He laughs. He's plotting. He laughs. laughs. Yeah, ha, 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 I love it. <laughs> wow. What about this next page, though? Again, Gene Colan and Tom Palmer are off the chain here. Speak on this page. Yeah, this is, this page is all mood and atmosphere. They're driving through a storm in the night. Um, I love the way Gene draws uh, headlights in in foggy or rainy nights. And uh, they pull up to, I guess, the screaming house, mm-hmm. and you but you can barely see it because there's definitely a huge storm raging. Oh man! And the colors are like uh, kind of muted purples and greens and blues, except for the orange in the foreground. It's a mm-hmm. masterpiece. I love this whole page. Yeah, like these earthy tones here are great, and then the the caption boxes. I'm not gonna go through them all, but they're really really good, and the the last two say, but these four either do not hear the warning or else refuse to heed its message, for they press on, moving closer to the house men call whispering hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I like love it. it. Yeah, that's great. That is yeah, a great Marv's, page. Marv's back on his game with this issue. I think the writing was really good in this one. Yeah, super, super strong. So <laughs> now we switch seeds completely. We go to wherever it is. Uh, it says we go south and east. I don't know south and east from where. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, this is definitely what I do when I'm in bed getting ready for some action. I whittle with a <laughs> knife to make wooden <laughs> knives. You know what? <laughs> well, you know, it's blade. <laughs> it's his thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here to. Yeah, I'm not here to kink shame here. So he uh, he says, "Hey, what's keeping you, saffron?" We've only got half an hour before dinner. And she goes, (laughs) keep your cool, honey. I'm coming. And she comes out with a couple of, looks like martinis. And -hmm. and she's uh, looking pretty uh, voluptuous and pretty hot here. And she's she's getting ready. And he goes, something tells me half an hour is going to be plenty of time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. (laughs) Man, Marv's, uh, Uh, he's going down that road. (laughs) He sure is. Yeah, look at the the lecherous look on uh, Blade's face there, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, ring. And again, I don't know about anybody else, but the phone ringing when I'm at the tipping point here is not going to get me to answer. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Not happening. You know, Blade's got, uh, he's got things to do, so. Yeah, so uh, apparently yeah, vampire killing is a notch above sex for Blade. Cause I guess he, so. <laughs> yeah, he, he answers the phone, even with uh, Saffron protesting, and yep. we hear, he's like, hello, and we hear, silence, fool, and listen. If you wish to find me, follow uh-huh. these instructions. And he goes, go on, thanks, I'm listening. 
Bangs. Yeah, that's great. And he gets yeah. up to throw the jacket on and head out the door. And Saffron, look at this. She gets pissed off at him because, again, she's all like getting in the mood or yep. in the mood. And he's like, sorry, I got to go to work and fight a vampire. See you yeah. later. What? <laughs> and she throws one of his knives at him as he goes out the door. <laughs> yeah, foot right in, fuck, it sticks right in the door, and he slams the door, and that's that's the end of that interlude. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, All right, right back to whispering hell though, and I love this horizontal panel again. Yeah. It's oh, it's it's not super detailed. It's just got these you know this green hue over this house, and a couple mm -hmm. of caption boxes, a tree in the background, and then little tiny silhouettes yeah. of you know the the, the three. Uh, I shouldn't say the four vampire uh, hunters here. You know, you can see Quincy in the wheelchair. They're pushing him in like, wow, what a great panel. Yeah, it's um, testimony to the way Gene can just sort of make shapes. I mean, it's definitely, like you said, it's not detailed at all. But you can mm -hmm. tell that's a roof and a tree. But they're really just sort of like slashed line marks, you know. And um, I guess give some credit to Tom Palmer for the inks, too, because... Um, I think the team of Colin and Palmer makes this panel amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's not really anything going on. They're just walking through the storm into the house, but it's very, it's all about mood and the way he evokes that atmosphere. It's so great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So the, the four of them come in and start kind of like, you know, casing the joint. And then all of a sudden the lights come on and they're really, really super bright that they can barely see. I don't, I'm not sure how Dracula's pulling that off, but. Uh, yeah, just look like <laughs> candles. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, welcome to Whispering Hell, my friends. The time is almost nigh for the games to begin. Games which shall surely lead to your deaths. Ha 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 ha. So again, <laughs> la laughing his head off at how he's going to murder people. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the lights go out and. It's it's basically like he's, uh, you know, got them in this house and he's going to like play some games with them here as he, uh, you know, hunts them down or they think they're hunting him down. And mm -hmm. everybody everybody kind of splits up. But, you know, we get uh, a bunch of bats and they come flying in and start clawing at Rachel and Taj has a, a torch and he's, you know, fending them off. And uh, yeah. it's it's he's always got a shield, too, from a suit of armor that's nearby. And uh, <laughs> I love how Quincy. Yeah. He had showed off his little uh, gadget there earlier where he has this yeah. net and he nets a couple of the bats. But, uh, the dude, there's like 200 bats. Like, you're right. Grabs like three of them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but Dracula, uh, we see he's actually pretty close by at the top of the stairs. And he's got Edith there, too. And yeah. uh, uh, Frank says, I don't know what you've done to Edith, fiend. But if you've harmed her in any way, I'll. And Dracula says, your overly melodramatic threats interest me not, Frank Drake, but my game has yet to begin. And so for the moment, the girl must not be yours. But know this, young fool, when you next see her, you shall also see the face of death. Ha 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 ha. Again, laughing. <laughs> laughing again. I love it. Yep. We see Rachel. She got carved up pretty good. It looks like beat up pretty good from the bats, right? Yeah. She's got some definite marks on her face. Um, she looks like she's kind of cowering. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's not good. She's not doing good. None no, of them No, no. <laughs> I mean, well, see, Taj and Frank, they head up the stairs, and Frank's got a pistol, and they're going to, you know, uh, they're going to go after him. And then for some stupid reason, they split up when they get to the top yeah. of the stairs. Never a good idea. And 
we, no. there's more more laughter here out in the distance from Dracula uh, taunting Frank. And then Frank gets his gun uh, slapped out of his hand, and it's by Blade. And Blade right away starts throwing insults at uh, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, is kind of warranted. <laughs> yeah, Frank's kind of a wuss. He goes, Blade, I almost shot. And Blade goes, you almost let loose your lunch, Drake. Don't try playing hero. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit bad for Frank. Not only is he getting beat up, you know, verbally and physically by Dracula every five minutes. Now Blade's even making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, and then what about this panel here below there, where we see uh, Dracula letting loose some poisonous Black Widow spiders to uh, attack? What about that? Yeah. Those are the biggest Black Widows I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they're they're more like the size of those ones out in the desert in the Middle East. What are those called? They're like humongous. I can't even remember what they're called, but they're yeah. huge spiders. Yeah, they're like the size of your hand, it looks like, because one goes crawling up uh, Frank's leg. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's an interesting tactic of for Dracula, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, and then Dracula creeps up behind Taj and gives him the old double axe handle to the back of the head, neck area, yep. and knocks him out, and <laughs> he gestures towards him and says to Edith, he's down, my lovely, and he'll not be able to save you. No one can now. No one! <laughs> and then this is where uh, Blade notices the spiders crawling up uh, Frank, Yeah, and he kind of helps him out there, and shakes them off onto like a rug and then chucks the rug out a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a good move. Seems to work. Yeah. And then I guess they hear Edith scream. Yeah. And they know where she is and Dracula's in there and blade comes charging in. He actually breaks through a door. Like again, uh -huh. we don't know anything about blade other than he hunts vampires at this point. But again, I'm wondering is, you know, Marv and Gene here with the art and stuff, like subtly trying to show us that he's more than just a regular guy. Right, because, yeah, he doesn't just break the door down. He's, like, splinters it. He's busting through the door. Big, mm -hmm. heavy, solid wooden door. So, yeah, yeah, normal man would not be able to do that. Yeah, hands off, Dracula, or so help me, I'll cut them off. And <laughs> he says, yeah. Id idiot, the threats of mortal mean nothing to one immortal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mm. And then uh, Quincy and Rachel are downstairs and Rachel's scars are mysteriously gone already. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're like talking and, you know, kind of upset and scared and don't know what's going on. And Dracula and Blade here have a, a good one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And I like how Dracula is kind of acts like he's going to uh, push uh, our buddy Blade off of the second floor because mm -hmm. it's like a, a big open room below. And, and as he's doing so, he turns into mist and Blade goes falling off. Yeah. But I do like how Blade has the wherewithal to grab onto a chandelier that's like behind him and comes swinging back. And Frank, mm -hmm. in the meantime, uh, grabs an axe and yeah. he comes at Dracula with this axe like he's going to do something. And Dracula, <laughs> he says, get back, Dracula, one step closer. And I swear I'll use this. And Dracula <laughs> looks right at him and goes, use it then, fool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Frank needs to uh, he needs to lay off the threats because so far he's like oh for how many? Like, like he's done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I mean, here Dracula just takes him out. No, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, slaps him down like he's nothing again, and he's laying there, and Dracula starts to like you know, creep down like he's gonna bite him, and that's a really creepy panel too. His fangs look like yeah. they're about six inches from his face. Yeah, that's really then, good. <laughs> yeah, and then Blade swings in from there and jumps on Dracula, and <laughs> he goes, "Hey, fangs, remember me? I hate being forgotten." And Dracula, <laughs> Dracula says, "Blade," and he goes. Right, you are, Count. You win the booby prize. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kicks Dracula right in the face. <laughs> yeah, Dracula tries to, like, swivel around and grab him, and he kicks him in the face, grabs him with his wooden knives, and slashes him right across the face a couple of times, right? Yeah, yep. And, I mean, it does the damage. Dracula, he bails. Yeah. He's out of there. He goes smashing through a giant window on the second floor here, which now that I'm looking at it, it almost reminds me of the giant window at Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't remember what the name, there's a specific name for that, but whatever it is, it looks like he smashes through that and he changes into a bat and flies off. And, you know, they're all trying to like recover and he's gone. Uh, oh, and then Harker is like, of course, but where's Edith? Where's my daughter? And we see the damage has been done here, right? Yeah, here we go. This is uh, pretty somber into this issue yep they go up and they say edith thank the lord you're safe come here please quickly but she begs him no go away go away father but we know i mean anybody who's a fan of horror movies reading this comic at this point i think we all know <laughs> what's going on mm, yeah poor edith has been vampirized and she's already got her fangs and everything and yeah yeah her dad's like oh no no oh lord not you tell me it isn't true and she says each moment i thirst more each moment my control slips from me i can't take the risk i mustn't dare and she she tries Mm -hmm. to kill herself yeah i i really applaud uh marv's writing here because he could have gone a few different ways she could have been a full-on uh vicious vampire you know when they find her but you get this little moment of pathos mm-hmm. and the sort of we're watching her lose the last bits of her humanity, you know, and mm. um, that that last panel of her where she's full on vampire with the red eyes and everything. So we watched wow. her from like kind of cowering and afraid looking at the top to attacking vampire. But even as she's attacking, she's screaming, yeah, you must stop me. You you must before I kill. You must. You must. And she just jumps off of there. Mm, man, man, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, that final page where he, he says, No, Edith, no. And thud. And she hits the ground. And then he says, First, my dear Sonia, my loving wife, now Edith, now Edith. And his like face is in his hands and he's like yeah. crying. And Blade, Rachel, and Taj are all just standing there, very like, you know, shocked and somber. And Frank kneels down and he says, she's not dead, Quincy. Is there anything we can do? And he says, there is nothing, nothing but the prescribed methods. And you see him pull his cane out and it's not a sword cane. It's got like a wooden stake in there. And he says, Edith, Edith, I do this for you that the curse of the damned need never be yours. Farewell. And wow. What about that panel there? That's just Uh, red, white, and black. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's simple, but really effective. Yeah, just mm. red, white, black panel of her face with the fangs, mouth open. You don't see the stake going in, but you know what's happening. Yeah, really, really good. And then yeah. you just see a, a silent panel of Quincy, you know, shedding a tear with his, his face in his hand. And 
And oh, yeah. then we get we got to get Frank here. He's got to be he's got to be the the tough guy and run away from us, Dracula. Fly away, hide in whatever damned hole you find. But this, I swear, Dracula, I swear, we'll track you down, Dracula. We'll hunt you to the ends of the earth. And when we find you, when we find you, I will kill you. And he's shaking his fist. <laughs> yeah, which I feel like he's sworn that about five or six times now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the, he's the empty threat guy. <laughs> he totally is. He's the guy but, you don't want to be in a foxhole with. <laughs> no. <laughs> but man, what an ending. What an issue. This whole wow. issue is great. Yeah, they really ended this issue and then this trade, you know, that you and I are reading from on a high note. And again, it's only going to get better from here because, you know, it's just there's going to be all these different uh, angles Marv is going to throw at this. There's going to be a subplot uh, with a villain who is my favorite uh, villain in the book, Dr. Sun. That's going (laughs) to I think in in the next issue that might actually start. And that weaves through so many issues like it'll go away for you know a few issues and then it'll pop back up it looks like it comes to a finale and then it starts up again it's just it's really really good he's he does a really good job with kind of the same formula of Mm -hmm. these vampire hunters trying to kill dracula that's it doesn't sound like a very interesting formula but he changes some of the characters out uh throws new characters in takes them away and you know really changes locations from you know london to boston and doing in doing so uh and with gene and tom's excellent artwork here he really keeps this fresh for a long long time yeah i'm excited and uh i really i also i welcome the return of blade in this issue what a great character oh yeah yeah Um, he's he's a winner it's so far, really, he's been the only match for Dracula. He's the only guy that can like fight him to a standstill. Uh, everyone else has been pretty ineffective, but you bring Blade in, and uh, man, he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That to me, that's Mar- from what I think of Marv Wolfman. I always go right to that character because I think uh, he's he's a great character that you know really lasted a long time here in his. I mean, been in movies and TV shows and everything else. So yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, have you seen the Blade movies? Because I, I actually never have. Are they you, recommendable? The first one, I think, is really, really good. Definitely look that one up. Uh, the okay. second one was just okay. And I think the third one is an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that's typical of a lot of trilogies, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, But yeah, uh, definitely look for the first one. If you see that one streaming or just, uh, you know... Uh, anywhere that uh, you can just even watch it. If it's floating around somewhere, uh, definitely watch it. Yeah, the first one is really, really good. Cool. I think it's on Tubi, and I use Tubi a lot, so maybe I'll check that out. Maybe tonight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tubi's good. Definitely. Yeah, definitely check it out. Cool. Well, I'm excited about where this is going, and uh, I'm glad. I love these trades. I recommend these to anybody um, who wants to get into Dracula. These are great. The reproductions are pretty good. You get some cool extra stuff at the end. I was just looking at some of these, this Gene Colan art in the back of this uh, mm-hmm. book. Man, there's some amazing. Talk about. We were talking about the uh, the uh, <laughs> busty lasses of the covers. <laughs> you know, before. Man, you want some of that action? There's a few uh, great pictures in the back of this trade uh-huh. paperback um, yeah what so, yeah they put some pencil work there from some of the covers and 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the cover to number one by Neil Adams, and then uh, yeah. Tim Colin, uh, the cover for one of the omnibus editions is on the last page. Yeah, nice, nice little touch with just a couple little extras there. Yeah, it's really great. So I'm looking forward to getting into uh, trade paperback number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in that uh, trade, we, uh, you know, we've I think talked about it before, but we're uh, going to uh, do a nice little. Uh, crossover with uh my uh, partner on werewolf by night al sedano we're gonna the three of us get together to cover that two issue uh, story where uh those two titles crossed over really looking forward yeah. to that that's a lot of fun <laughs> that's gonna be exciting i love werewolves i love werewolf by night i have a few uh you know individual issues of that i haven't been able to put together the whole series because they're getting a little expensive but oh yeah um <laughs> But I have yep. quite a few, so I've I've always been a fan of that character, and the crossover seems inevitable, right? Dracula mm. versus Werewolf by Night. So <laughs> yeah, oh, you got, awesome. yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, I'm only about <laughs> probably halfway complete on that series, and like you said, even the higher number issues are getting crazy expensive. So I'm just yeah. going to uh, roll with buying the uh, Masterworks editions. Uh, volume one just came out this past uh, like October, November, and I grabbed that. So I'm just going to go that route and when I complete those nice. probably sell my singles. Cause I just, uh, yeah, they're getting so expensive. Like literally you'll pay as much for five single issues, uh, uh, as you will like the masterworks edition. So to me, it's like, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do the same. Yep. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap us up here and, uh, thanks again for joining me. So if this is going uh, to go up, uh, right away soon, uh, probably in uh, the second week of February. That's the plan since I'm weekly now with uh, my horror show. So it should be cool. the, sec- the second Monday of every month. Uh, you and I will be talking to Madracula. And uh, yeah, so a little bit of a quicker turnaround on these than uh, in the past. So yeah, looking forward to more down the road. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. And if anybody's looking to find you out there, they can uh, go to Twitter, right? Yeah, check me out on Twitter. I, I guess uh, looks look at uh, at Scott West. 69 that's my writer account that i don't use near enough i could use some more followers there so you want to check me out over there that'd be cool awesome awesome yeah check that out and uh, check out uh, the links in the bio there for uh, scott's work as well he's written some books and there's uh, some st- cool stuff there my I, my family was uh, creeping on my amazon list and they uh, bought <laughs> me uh, your book ghost on the highway for christmas so yeah looking forward to diving into that yeah, I appreciate that. Give your your family my uh, my thanks for doing that. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Will do. So, all right. Well, yeah, that's going to wrap us up, and uh, we're going to get out of here, and then I'll be back uh, after a quick break uh, to wrap things up. the globe even to this very place do you plague me dracula (laughs) count dracula i knew it i knew you had to be here a curse on you and your house you show yourself or must you hide behind the image of another man is the mighty dracula too frightened to reveal his face to me i am dracula Lord of darkness, master of the vampires, prince of the undead, ruler of the damned. 
Prove it. Right. Van Helsing. You will once more see my face before you die. everybody that's gonna wrap up another episode love doing these two Draculas with scott you know we have a really good time with these you know whether it's uh, uh talking about the count and his uh wise lip and uh his uh verbal beatings or the physical ones and then of course the excellent artwork i think i did mention this before but uh, marvel is now putting two Dracula and even werewolf by night out in uh, marvel masterworks so, you know, if you, you don't really have the uh, coin to uh, grab all the issues, because they are getting expensive uh, trying to get the singles, definitely look for uh, those Masterworks as, uh, you know, they're, they're you know, decently priced, affordably priced, you know, if you look at it versus the singles. So definitely uh, uh, reach out there and uh, try eBay or Amazon or whoever to try to grab some. But yeah, Scott will be back next time with me, and uh, we'll be talking about two more really fun issues and really getting into Marv Wolfman as he uh, really hits the ground running here. And, really starts to take off. All right. See ya.